You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. T-Mad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. <laughs> pastor Don. Good morning. How you doing? Doing all right. We got a fun topic today. Do we? No. No. Okay. It's about slavery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I want to talk about it because originally when I had, you know, when I hear people say something, um, you know, like, oh, well, they, you know, Christians had slaves and, you know, all that stuff. And I was like, well, they actually uh, started a lot of wars and killed a lot of people and massacred hundreds of thousands, all for God's sake, too. What are you, what are you getting at? And like, well, because they do bad things. Yeah. Christians do bad things. And Christians have done bad things, Yeah. But I'd like to dive into, you know, like slavery in the Bible, mm-hmm. because there's 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 a lot of different kinds of slavery. True. Are some of those justified? Coming from our culture and going back, it's hard to say that. Yeah. But, you know, when we go back to uh, Genesis and uh, the fact that in one way or another, if you, you look at the transition between Genesis and Exodus, that... Uh, that nuance in there of how Joseph was helping his people get food during that time and the the transfer of land. Yeah. You need to read that to sort of get a sense of how did the Israel, how how did the people of Israel end up in slavery for 430 years? Right. Well, there was a exchange of freedom for food kind of thing. And so you need to be mindful of that. The other thing is, in the ancient world, it was accepted. Right. And and accepted in such a way that if you weren't able to do certain things for yourself, you could go into someone else's care mm-hmm. and work for them. Right. And we, you know, we call it slavery. Right. They would call it a way of making a living and, and getting, because the, the owner of the slave would take care of you. Right. So basically, yeah, they were, it, back in the day, it was all in what for what reason are you now giving up of your freedom? Mm-hmm. Right. You are now enslaved to this person, but there's a lot of different ones. Now was all slavery bad? You know, if, if you were back then you were starving and you wanted, you wanted someone to give you food in exchange for labor. Right. But today's culture says that's bad and they banned it. But at that time you had nothing else, nothing else to do, nothing else to leverage for a living. Right. And so that was a certain amount of security mm-hmm. for your labor. Right. And of course, the biblical context was that you'd be taken care of in that because the owner right. of slaves were to take care of their slaves. Yep. And if it was a certain period of time, like for seven years or something like that, like Jacob was mm-hmm. in, uh, then then it was understood that at, at the end of that seven years, then certain things would happen. Right. Exactly. And that that slave would actually leave with enough that they could live off that. And so those kind of arrangements for a term of service were, were, were also known in the ancient world. And then you've also got that illustration in the book of Philemon, because mm-hmm. Onesimus was a slave and he had, uh, had fled right. his owner. And then he uh, ends up, with Paul, transformed life. And we often think that maybe he came back to Philemon as uh, maybe the bishop of the church. 
So uh, a real interesting nuance that Paul's saying, hey, hey, believe me, be cool about this. Yeah. Because now you're part of the church that I'm putting Onesimus over <laughs> and uh, he's going to serve you uh, in a different way. Oof. Yeah. He was your slave and now he's your pastor. Yep. Now you talk about read Ooh. the book of Philemon with that kind of thing in the back of your mind yeah. and it comes out with a whole different uh, flavor. Yeah, I, exactly. Um, you know, I look back on it too and you see like, oh, um, even though they had to come and have someone work for them, or even though they had to go and be slave, enslaved to someone just so that they could get their food and daily needs, mm-hmm. safety, care, you know, that we can dismiss it that way, but like, couldn't the, you know, the, the slave holders, the slave masters, couldn't they have, you know, given, given them what they needed? Because we know that they were probably really rich because back then, you know, any, I think it's like uh, any, you had to pay taxes for Jewish and non-Jewish slaves because they were considered part of your like family right. unit. Exactly. Right. Okay. So couldn't they have just, you know, I mean, the taxes you're going to spend just to have the slaves, why not just set them free, cut the cost. Yeah. Yeah. And just pay them. Yeah. But many of the slaves would have th- thought that just getting their food and lodging was pay. So I don't think that the, the difference that we put on it from our culture, reading it back into the text is fair to the text. Right. And, and the slavery that was experienced in this nation in the 1800s is probably different than what was looked at in the, in the Bible. Um, mainly because those kind of slaves in that period of time were actually taken out of the freedom of their nation, captured and brought over here. Okay. Now that would be more like if uh, Israel had taken over a nation and then in taking over that nation, captured the people and made them servants. Right. And there was some of that. The difference is that the Old Testament then talked about how you treat those people. Right. With the full list of disciplines and how you can discipline them. And that wasn't necessarily how slaves were treated in the American context. Oh, no, no, probably not. And so that's a difference. Yeah. But then, you know, I don't know how many people have done their genealogies and look back, but there are a lot of people who came to this nation originally were indentured to the company that did the shipping mm-hmm. that brought them over here. And so uh, like my, I don't know, my ancestor actually had to work for seven years to pay off his indenturement. Oh, and interestingly enough, at the end of the indenturement, even though he had been working for that guy, he'd saved up enough to buy a piece of land. Okay. And so then that started the Pattersons in America. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so with that in mind, what do we do in commerce when I have absolutely nothing but my ticking heart and my muscles? And you have this land that needs farmed. Right. Am I willing to give of myself to do, help you get that done so that I can have something on the table each evening and I have safety and my family is protected? Now, is that slavery or is that commerce? Well, I think it's called slavery because they're allowed to beat them and they can't leave for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. The, the period of time. Yeah. The discipline is the is the overseers. Yeah. 
but I sort of gave myself into it because I had nothing else. Well, I get that, you know, oh, you made a, you know, if I work for somebody and I find that, you know, I'm not making as much money as we've talked about in another episode, which is, are you reflecting Christ in the workplace? Um, if I agree to a contract and then later on feel like I didn't get paid enough because I found out somebody else was getting paid more. It's like, oh, well, that's, you know, you agreed to it. Suck it up, buttercup. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine. But with this, it feels way different. It does because we're reading. We have to realize we're reading from our current situation back into the text. Yeah. And we have a lot more safeguards. Mm -hmm. And so we can see it more as injustice than you can see it when you're in that context and actually have nothing Absolutely nothing. Right. I mean, it just feels like kind of like you're justifying it, like you're uh, pro-slavery here. Not really. No. Okay. Uh, because in one way or another, when, when the Civil War came through and slaves were emancipated, yeah. they often were sent away with absolutely nothing. Right. Where in the culture of slavery, when a slave was set free, you set them free with something to take right. with them. And so that that isn't the way it was done. Okay. So you, you sort of have to take the context in consideration. The biblical text is removed from our culture, and it was a way of life. Right. And no, it wasn't always fair. Not much of life is. And let's be... Fair let, point. Let, let's face the fact that any of us who aren't working for ourselves gripe about what the boss is giving us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So then we end up with these sort of same situations, yeah. you know. It's abuse. Right. I'm getting beat upon. I shouldn't have to. I yeah. shouldn't have to do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And so we have some of that going on even to this day. That being said, uh, the slavery that we often reflect on in the American culture is what we've heard about what happened in the 1800s, 17 and 1800s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that that colors. Mm-hmm art view of slavery yeah i actually uh, uh saw a statistic and always you know be careful with statistics but it's like there's more slaves currently in the world really are. than there was the entire time in the in the united states when we had slaves it's like there's more right now there's more people being enslaved right now than there was for the entire time the united states was and alive can i be a little ornery always in one way or another the american culture is turning their a deaf ear a blind eye to the fact that there's slavery in the united states currently where the sex trade oh yeah and these these young people that are all of a sudden disappearing from our communities yeah are entering into a system of slavery yeah. and they have no way out yeah. at all right uh and it, it's it's happening right through these corridors mm -hmm. of uh, Highway 70, Highway 80, Highway 35. It, we just need to keep our eyes open for oh, what's yeah. actually happening right now, not so far from where we're sitting this morning. Yeah. And they they don't have a way out. No. Or, or people advocating. No. There's a little bit of... There's a little bit of clarity on it. There's a little bit that people talk about it, but man, you know, we gripe about things all the time, you know, like what's important. We're talking about, you know, weather balloons getting shot down. Meanwhile, 
you know, there's a thousand other things we could focus our attention on and spend our time learning about consuming news wise. That's Mm -hmm. way more important. What's interesting is I feel like if we as Christians lean into what God's asking us to do right now, he's going, the Holy Spirit will give certain ones of us passion for each one of these dilemmas. I agree. And the culture would be changed Mm -hmm. if we as Christians leaned in to the passion that the Holy Spirit is pressing upon our hearts. Yeah. And Christians could change the world. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're you're right on, Alex. I think there are more slaves in the world today than there was at the time of the civil uh, uh, the uh, civil war. Yeah, and and I, I kind of put together kind of a a list of different types of slavery. Uh, so like uh, there are war captives, mm-hmm. the Israelites. Uh, did not generally get involved in distant or large-scale wars, and apparently capture was not a significant source of slaves. Right. Um, but it happened. Um, there is blood slavery. It was also possible to be born into slavery. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, um, so if a male Israelite slave had been given a wife by his owner, then the wife and any children which had resulted from the union would remain the property of his owner. Mm-hmm. So... And debt slavery, kind of like what we talked about. Um, so there was, you know, the indentured servitude where you're saying, I owe, you, I now owe you a debt if you, um, I'll be your slave. And so that is the debt. That's what I, that's how I will pay is by serving you. Right. Right. Um, but then I've seen some, so this guy wrote, um, his name is Harold C. Washington of St. Paul School of Theology. He cites Deuteronomy 21, 10 through 14 as an example of how the Bible condones sexual violence committed to Israelites. Um, they were taking advantage of women who, as war captives, had no recourse or means for self-defense. Man, that's indicting. It is. So. Yeah. That yeah. speaks to the sex trafficking thing. Exactly. That's kind of what reminded me of it. But it's hard to look back and I always want to, you know, excuse or try to, you know, work my way out of someone who's critical of the Bible in a certain way. But the Bible is always usually really good about expressing, you know, even like in the, the sermon mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, it's like, right. my father's forefathers did this, my forefathers, I mean, just putting all of them on blast saying like, sin. What's sin today? It was sin yesterday. Arrogance today is the same as arrogance yesterday. Exactly. Kind of call for what it is. So... Yeah. Calls it right out. But it's it's strange that the New Testament doesn't hit on any of oh, that, though, uh, almost like it was okay. Well, almost like it was okay, but almost like the fact that it is as it is. Because in Ephesians chapter 6, we, uh, we have Paul talking specifically slaves and masters. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor in their when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not men. You'd look at that passage and you think, well, Paul's just all for slavery. But what he's really about is through what situation in life God's given you, you serve like you're serving the Lord. Right. So then it moves from the 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 slave uh mentality of of being i'm here under duress to i'm a doulos i'm a servant by choice right and so then i look at my vocation differently 
Yeah. If I'm doing it by choice and it's through that choice that I'm serving Christ and I want to make sure you know Christ through the way I serve. Yeah. That's different. Right. So he, he's basically painting the, uh, and then the masters treat your slaves in the same, in the same way. Don't treat them. Do not threaten them. Since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven. And there's no favoritism with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're going to answer to God, dude. Right. Yeah. Don't yeah. Be, I think we don't talked be whooping up on your servant. I think we talked about that last episode or maybe a few episodes when we did the, you know, uh, he gets us talked about that is that I yeah. can't see many places in the Bible where Jesus is a social justice warrior. He's right. not preaching, you know, don't be taking or don't be oppressing or don't be criticizing this group. He's like, right. You guys aren't following the law. Here's the law. You say to do this. Well, you're not doing it. Right. He's always, you know, he's he, he's he calls a lot of attention to the fact that it's not about the oppressing other people. It's about you are you are not obeying God. Exactly. That's the bottom line. You are here to serve God. Are you serving God the right way? And I just thought that was interesting because you always think of that being like, you know, a a really good characteristic or a really good part of you is, you know, fight for the underdog and the oppressed, which I think we should do sometimes, but you got to know why. Yeah. You got to know why. If you're, if your inspiration is just to do justice right, and not to do Jesus, mm-hmm. then that's a different story. Yeah. We need to be mirroring Christ into the culture and not just the Jesus we see on black and white page. It needs to be the Jesus revealed to us through the Holy Spirit, affirmed through Scripture, mm-hmm. and by the transformation He's made in us. Right. Hopefully I'm a little more like Jesus than I was 25 years ago. Yeah. And I hope it shows. Yeah. You hope people can see Jesus in you. Right. I hope so. Yeah. I certainly can tell that you're led by the Holy Spirit and that's a good way to live. Thank you. I yeah. try. Yeah. You're, and that's you're a, getting there too, bud. You know I'm that? trying. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still, there's still times where, you know, it's, I see myself trying to kind of, oh, that's going to be hard though. God, uh, that's going to be hard though. I don't, I don't think I want to do something hard. That's natural. Yeah. As the Holy Spirit convicts us, it's hard to go that next nudge mm-hmm. of the oh, Holy Spirit, yeah. but you're, you're doing it. Yeah. Yep. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Yep. And Christ is still changing us as long as we give us, give him the opportunity to do so and give the Holy Spirit privilege. Yeah. Over us. Yeah. So you say just like leave justice alone. Don't fight for justice anymore. No, I wouldn't say that, but I'd say do it from Christ's compassion rather than our own what would that look like well it's what i find is when the holy spirit gets a hold of us we take up a cause that he's found in our heart yeah and the holy spirit leads that so instead of having a big peace and justice big movement or something like that and and there there have been uh i i think the the civil rights movement had a uh, uh, a good start with Martin Luther King and what was happening. I think it got off rails a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think it was all right when when it was centered on Christ. 
The problem is we have a hard time as human beings doing good movements yeah. because we allow things to take them off the rails. Yeah. That's the tricky part. It is. And, and the tricky part is the fact that, well, okay, I become notable in this certain way. Yeah. And so then my attention is brought to the attention. Right. And so that's exciting stuff. And I lose sight of what I started. Yep. Why I started it. Yeah. I've, I've even seen that. What that example you just gave, I've even found myself in that where, you know, we're trying to produce these videos and stuff and you start to see, oh yeah, you know, like we have, I mean. Now that you're a famous podcaster. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, now that there's 30 subscribers, it's like, oh wow, they like me. They really like me. But and we do like no, you. well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I have found if I go into making one of these videos with the focus of getting more subscribers, getting more followers, likes, all that crap. I mean, we got a couple episodes that are sitting on my computer still, where I'm like, those ones were kind of crap. <laughs> I wondered where they went. <laughs> yeah, I'm, one of us is going to be sick for a month before you ever see any of those. Oh, okay. So. Um, it, it's not like it wasn't good content or anything. It was just, I don't know. It wasn't there. Whereas well, like today's last week. makes a difference man. where the spirit's with us, whether we've really given it over to him. And yeah. I find the same thing. Mm -hmm. Have I given the time over to him and, and yielded? Right. Yeah. Well, it's tough, you know, it's tough to, you know, you follow like all the little like YouTube rules for like, uh, you know, this is what you got to do if you want good, you know make your title mm -hmm. be like this, you know, well, what's surprising you didn't know about revelations. That's that draws people in. And yeah, yeah, I mean, that's not a big deal, but, but I find that when I get on some of those, they're pretty lame. Yeah. I mean, as far as content, actually content, what makes some of them are almost deceptive between the title and what they actually hold. That stuff drives me crazy guys. That was my biggest pet peeve. I used to like this show. What was it called? Uh, Curse of Oak Island is on History Channel. There's this money pit at on this island off the coast of Canada. You know, John Wayne even went there and dumped money into trying to find this lost treasure and stuff. And every episode was exactly the same. Oh, we found this mm -hmm. mysterious piece of evidence that's going to lead us towards an, an just the recap and baiting you and baiting and baiting. Come back next week. They did like eight seasons of that thing, Don. You know how much treasure they found? I don't think they found anything, did they? I don't think they found anything. Yeah. But, but they got subscribers. They got they got people to watch. Yeah. They got content. I watched quite a few of them thinking I was going to get to see, but no. no, no, never did. So, yeah. This is life. Yeah. Well, hopefully, everyone, we're a little more than just something to kill your day with and actually... Well, we actually hope that well, too, yeah. but we hope you guys had as much fun as we had. Yeah. We can rest easy tonight. If you had as much fun as we did. Yeah. That's what I really mean to say. Yeah. So good. All right. Don, we pray us out. We can do that. Awesome. Heavenly father, we thank you for the privilege you give us to be upon, uh, in somebody's house, a, a period of time with them. And we pray Lord, your blessing upon them and continue to guide us Lord in your ways. Heavenly father, we seek you breaking through into this world right now. Guide us to that moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us this week. Um, catch us next time for our next episode, and we will see you then. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. 
And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.